Hey, welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast coverage of VMware Explorer 2022. On this episode, John and I sit down with our very own CEO, Raghu. Raghu talks all about VMware's multi-cloud story, a little bit about the announcements this week, VMware's transition to a SaaS model, and much, much more. Enjoy. All right, good afternoon and welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast. My name is Pete Fletcher, a.k.a. Pedro Arrow, and joining me as usual is Mr. John Nicholson. John, got the CEO, man. It's Bring Your Boss to Work Day. I, I love Bring Your Boss to Work Day. <laughs> <laughs> Raghu, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Oh, always a pleasure, always a pleasure. So yeah, you, you've been a pretty busy guy today. It's day two at VMware Explorer, and uh, the general session was packed with announcements. Yes. Uh, and the theme was awesome. For me, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the idea of cloud chaos to cloud smart. Yes. The whole process is great. So You can either be cloud smart or you can be cloud dumb, your choice. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which one I am, but I am curious yeah. if you could just expound a little bit for us on that whole concept of cloud smart. Yeah, sure. Were you asleep during the keynote? Uh, I, I was actually, yeah. Okay. I was dreaming of you. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, the cloud smart, the, base, the essence of the idea is there is not a single cloud or for the matter, single infrastructure for all the applications that you have. There is the right cloud and the right infrastructure for each category of application that you're thinking about. And this is so for multiple reasons. One is the technical architecture, right? For example, if you have a highly scale-up enterprise application, you're not going to gain much by putting it inelastic, highly scalable. You're not going to gain much by putting it in the cloud. Yeah. In fact, it's going to cost you a ton of money because the business models of the cloud are such that if you have bigger configurations, the cost goes up non-linearly. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, there might be other reasons due to where the data sources are located or because of sovereignty or whatever it is. So CloudSmart says, hey, look, all these cloud vendors are putting billions of dollars to work in creating new IP, creating new services. You would be insane not to use all of them, number one. Number two, you want to use the right cloud for the right application, whether it's the private cloud or the public cloud or the edge. And so that is the foundational philosophy behind CloudSmart. The second thing is, while you want to take advantage of each cloud, there are certain things you want to have common, right? Developer experience is the first example that comes to mind. And the reason developer experience needs to be common is if you have fragmented developer experiences, you don't have enough developers as is. That's right. So you can't take a guy that's used to the AWS tooling and then go put him on Microsoft exactly. and say, hey, go do Microsoft. You're better off saying, here's my secure software supply chain tooling. It's one way of doing things. By the way, you get more control. You're not trying to secure and control four different things. That's a developer experience that speeds up the development of the new applications. The second is enterprise infrastructure you're always going to be running enterprise applications, either on-prem or in the cloud, right? And for these enterprise applications, many of them are scale-up, some of them are inelastic, et cetera, et cetera. It is unquestionably clear that the, the VMware environment, the vSphere environment is the best environment for it. from an economics point of view, resiliency point of view, the lateral security point of view, right. et cetera. So put them on a VMware environment. That's another uh, principle. The third principle is... Um, for fragmented operations security, unify them, like the CVS Health uh, CIO was talking about. Right. right. Don't have like 15 different teams. And then the last one is about application access. So if you're going to have a bunch of SaaS applications and um, cloud applications, on-prem applications, then if you want to improve your employee productivity, make it easy on that, right? Make it a frictionless app ex experience. W one login, one portal, you know, Workspace ONE. Yeah, exactly. One, so happens Workspace ONE is a solution, but Choose somebody else if you want to, right? It won't be as good, but definitely 
follow the principle though. Having having that one broker for employees in Apple. I mean, I remember starting as a new VMware employee. I'd never heard or seen a workspace one. And I was just, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to probably get set up with my 10 logins and my 10 different places. And I was like, wait, there's one place I go. It's yeah. it's a magical experience. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. And that is just the start, right? If you looked at some of the announcements that was made today, those are all about improving the digital employee experience. Well, and this and is... So, this is really a change because often IT was focused on let's control cost or let's just make sure we enforce compliance. And, and oftentimes, the more things got deployed, the more things happened, the worse the experience right. for the employee. Yeah. And it, it's delighting the employee and, and being able to retain the best competitive talent is about the experience you deliver. Exactly, otherwise people will quit. So if you want people to be productive, you have to give them a great digital experience. Yeah. I, I've, I, I've seen doctors and nurses talk about not working somewhere because they didn't like the EMR. And the experience of it. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a real yeah. thing that's happening in your your environment. You have people who are choosing to work for you, not for you, because of your IT systems. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then the proactive troubleshooting thing that the uh, incident uh, management that has two-sided benefit as well. One is zero trouble tickets because if you can spot the trouble appearing before it happens, then you can correct it and automate the correction. Second is it's better employee experience, so nothing's breaking. Or before the network experience degrades, you've already fixed the problem. So yeah. that's that's the kind of uh, um, capabilities we're talking about. Well, Raghu, you actually you took over uh, as, as CEO right you know around the time the pandemic happened and everything changed right like not only for our customers and how they do their work but also for VMware in general like yep. working from home and and so that was I'm sure that was an extremely challenging thing and now as we start to you know I'm not going to say the pandemic is over but as things start to change I'm curious from your perspective will things ever change back is this the new normal what are your thoughts on on where we are today post the height of the pandemic yeah I mean I think this will be a significant part of the new normal because work from home is proven to work for many subsets of the employee population. For some, it, they prefer to come to work. Some, they prefer to come to work some uh, amount of time, yeah. which is the majority of the people. And some prefer to be remote all the time. If you're in a war for talent, and you want to be able to hire from anywhere and retain people, then this is a much better model. And we have proven that productivity does not have to drop. In fact, mm -hmm. in some pockets it gains. What we need, ideally, at the end of the day, what happens, what would happen is more of a hybrid model. When people want to collaborate, they come in. When people need dedicated work time, they stay at home if they have to. And of course, it's not going to be true in every location, every country. In places right. like India and China, sometimes you're better off coming to work. Absolutely, right? so. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in the, the operational tooling and capacity and, and tools that were used to enable that, we're going to be able to carry this forward. It wasn't just a one-time, oh, we spent all this money, oh, now we're going back, and we, yeah. we, we bought all those licenses, or we deployed all those services, or we operationalized exactly. all those processes. We're going to carry this forward, so. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about it. Yep, yep, yep. And that so, changes the security architecture, that changes the management architecture, et cetera. Absolutely. So, um, VMware. How do we transition from a, an on-premise ISV differentiator to a SaaS model? So this is already underway for yeah. the last uh, couple of years. Yeah. And it's gathering steam. Fundamentally, firstly, it's a mindset change. And you got to understand why it is better to do it this way, mm -hmm. right? And it's better because from a developer point of view, if you can push out new features and new code literally every day, right? That's what developers want to do. They want to build new things. Even more importantly, you get the feedback loop all the time because you can instrument every aspect of your application 
and collect the data, run analytics on it, do machine learning on it, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a better way for, if you're a developer, to build a product. There's no question about it. Okay. And it's only one version to maintain. For the customer, it's better because the customer does not have a PhD, does not need to go get a PhD in managing your software. Yeah. Those are the olden days, right? Mm -hmm. And from a business model, it's better because over the lifetime of the product, you have the opportunity to upsell the customer into newer capabilities once you know what problems they want you to solve. So it works financially, it works from a developer point of view, an innovation point of view, it works from a customer experience point of view. Now we have to bring our products there, mm -hmm. right? And what you saw with Aria is a good step. What you see with tons of machine control is a great step. VMware Cloud and AWS is a great step. So progressively you'll see all portions of our portfolio. Uh, Horizon, the Horizon cloud architecture, the new cloud architecture is a fantastic step there. Oh yeah. So all these products as they become more and more SaaS oriented, the business model automatically shifts. It, it's been really great talking to customers who previously, you know, once they bought it and they deployed it, it would just kind of run and, and we didn't know what they were doing with yep. it. Versus, I had a customer just before here with vSAN who's asked me you know, about performance and I was like, well, it's going to depend on your configuration. How about we just look at the phone home environment, you know, give me the UI, yeah. we'll drop in and let's just take a look together. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, storage is one of the most, in global support, whenever they run into a performance issue, I'm talking about a vSphere environment. Half the time it used to be a storage, not, I'm not talking about vSAN, some storage misconfiguration of the fiber channel or NFS or whatever it is. Right? Always blame the network though. Always blame the network. The, those, yeah, exactly. those tickets go to red immediately. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's storage <laughs> is critical. Yeah. So um, if you can do telemetry and if you can have a cloud connected storage system, then you automatically know exactly what happened in the data path. And so it's much, much better way to fix it. Absolutely. Yeah, and once you, once you find that issue once, you can then take a health check or an inference and push that to all the customers. Exactly. That, so that, that is the promise of vSAN Plus. I mean, that's, that's really the goal is, it's, it's bad when something happens to one customer, but it's a tragedy when it hits a thousand customers all hit the same issue and all have to call us. I mean, yeah. that's, that's embarrassing. We've got to move past that. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the benefits of these new SaaS connected, you know, these phone home systems. Exactly. Yeah. So, Raghu, so you, you don't have to ask me. You can just ask him. I know. Yeah. I know. That's why he's my co-host. Yes. <laughs> so, Raghu, you started at VMware as a product manager. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And, and the way software was delivered back then, not that it was too long ago. I don't want to insult you, but uh, now it that things... too long ago. <laughs> and I don't take it as an insult. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but th things are obviously different now. So, I'm, yeah. curious, I'm curious, what do you think is one of the biggest changes in the way software is, is, de is developed and delivered now? I mean, there are a lot of different changes, right? Um, so in terms of software being developed, the cycle time is hugely different now, right? I mean, you still can produce a vSphere release once in two years or one major release, that is, because certain things take time to carefully build, sure. especially things that are at the foundation. But the software cycles, right? If you look inside the ESX team, they literally have a, a top of tree build ready practically every day that you don't used to be the case, hmm. right? So the agility and having a continuous mindset of being continuously building and testing your software, I think that's a big difference. The use of open source is a massive difference. And then uh, the idea of secure software supply chains is gonna be a massive difference. So the software, the advancements in how software has gotten, uh, software gets built right. is so enormous that uh, the developer productivity benefits are amazing, right? 
So it's far easier today to build certain types of software than it ever was. Oh, yeah. Right? Thanks to all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah, the open source community, you know, being able to just go to the internet and actually download something that's going to help you with your development, what a, what a benefit. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because maybe that thing is going to actually bring your business down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the API-driven software development, right, which is more in the higher levels of the stack. Yeah. All those things substantially simplify software development. And then the deployment models are very different, right? I mean, when we first shipped vCenter, it was we were using the, what is that old uh, Windows tool for installing software? Install Shield. Yeah, Install Shield. Yeah, I think VC1.0, VC1 we probably did use Install Shield, if I remember right. Wow. Right? It was a Windows-only binary at the yeah, time. Yeah, I, rem I remember mashing the enter key repeatedly through that. Yeah. <laughs> next, next finish. Yeah, exactly. So it's come a long way from there, right? So. But what is different is the customers today hold us accountable for the lifecycle management of our products, as they should, rightly so. Right? Absolutely. So patching should not be an adventure. Patching should not be uh, such a massive event. And should not take literally customers running hundreds of instances, days and days and days and months, some weeks sometimes, to upgrade their deployments. Those are the things where we have to change stuff. Very nice. John, you want to ask your financial question? John is the, uh, the resident uh, financial expert on the, on the product team. You wanted to talk about VMware's uh, biggest growth? Yeah, I was going to say Pete's asking the question here, but there's, there's so many different products and, and directions we're going in. What do you view as the biggest growth opportunity that we have? So from a sheer revenue-based point of view, right, the vSphere, VCF base is massive. It's, uh, um, and so even a small percentage growth there results in Big top significant top uh, additional revenue dollars. So that will always be true, right? In terms of relative percentages, I think some of the newer products that we're introducing, the Tanzu, Aria, even VMC, are all, should be growing at a significantly higher growth rate than the cloud growth rate. The cloud growth rate is 30 odd percent. And because these products are so young, there is no reason these products cannot grow close to 100% for quite some time. So from a relative growth rate point of view, it's the newer products. From an absolute dollars, it'll be the VCF. Yeah, I remember being on the early days of the vSAN team where it was like 100%, 100% quarter over quarter. And yeah. you know, once you hit a billion, it gets a little hard to grow 100%. Yeah. But I mean, take Horizon, for example. They're moving to the cloud, right? Yep. And so there's a double benefit there. One is they can, the revenue benefits from the customers actually moving the horizon technology to the cloud. Secondly, the cost of deployment and the ability to scale is going to become so much better. So horizon is going to have a much better growth in the future than it has in the past. You know. I mean, forget the pandemic days for those two Just years. Easier, if it's easier for the customer to consume, then they'll, exactly. they'll find ways to consume more. It's yeah. like the Jenkins paradox. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So yeah, it's only been two days, but I'm sure you've had a ton of conversations with folks, and you can either share an exact example or, or maybe just a theme of what, what are some of the customer conversations that you're having this week at Explore. Hey, I'm seeing you after three years. Can I take a picture? <laughs> oh, really? Is that a big one? <laughs> that's a big one. Yeah. So that's all we do. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. yeah. No, but customers, obviously the customers that are coming here are customers that are happy or have made big bets with oh, yeah. VMware. So there is a lot of conversation around the core technologies. Um, what we have seen now compared to three, four years ago, and I was talking to Deshaun Carter just before this, we are seeing a lot more of the developer, DevOps, pivotal customer base coming in, right? Security is a bigger topic. 
Uh, we see a lot of end-user computing customers. So it all spread out. Oh boy, multiple people came up to us after the general session and they were like, I was so excited when Raghu said, you know, he was focusing on the developer experience. That's what we want to hear. I was like, yes. oh wow, okay. <laughs> Did they say I'm jacked? Like, were, I'm so this? jazzed. Jazz yeah. hands, jazz hands. Jazz? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Raghu, last question for you. Everybody wants to know, you're, you're a big Eagles fan. Uh, yes. And uh, the, the Eagles are actually playing the Giants twice this year. So, uh, will the, the New Giants, York Giants... Yeah, the New York Giants. So, the question is, will the Giants beat the Eagles once or twice? Zero. <laughs> Minimum two touchdowns each time. Really? Yeah. Negative one. Are we, are we putting no, no, a wager no, no. on the, this? The one that in, is in... It's still called Meadowlands, right? Yeah, that's going to be Met close. Life, yeah. <laughs> MetLife Stadium, that's what I was looking for. That's going to be close. Yeah. In Lincoln Field, it'll be a big win. We'll call it a split. We'll call it a split. All right. Well, Raghu, as always, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Virtually Speaking podcast. I'm glad you took time to uh, chat with us. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for, thanks for chatting. Absolutely. It's always great chatting with you guys. <laughs>